Hello, friends. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Timeless Podcast. Thank you all sincerely for being patrons of my show. Wouldn't that be weird if I called you that on a regular basis? Patrons like they do at the Masters. Remember, they're not fans, they're patrons. So, since today is, or was, is, was, Sunday, April 8th, my favorite day, or one of my favorite days of the year, as a sports nerd and a golf nerd, Master Sunday is, other than the Super Bowl, probably the year, the sporting event I most look forward to on the sporting calendar. And today, I'm going to talk a couple things, a couple takeaways from the Masters, which if you watched it, I think you would feel like I did, that it was a fantastic day of viewing, and a lot of drama, which is what you always want, Uh, some good back and forth, some great, great performances. Uh, First and foremost, by Patrick Reed, who won. And our first takeaway is going to come from Patrick Reed. Now, not specifically his performance today, but I'm going to go back a few years to something Patrick Reed said I want to say this was about four or five years ago. I don't remember the exact date, but it was after he won a World Golf Championship event, which is one of the one of the if you're not a golf fan, one of the bigger events outside of the major championships every year. And he won that. And quickly proclaimed after winning that that he was a top five player in the world, that he thought he was a top five player in the world. Now, of course, you know, when people, when the media hears that, they didn't particularly care for it, and he got roasted and took a lot of flack and, you know, a lot of crap, whatever you want to call it, from the sporting world. For proclaiming that. Like, you're a top five player? Really? Come on. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. You're not Tiger Woods. That was back when Tiger was still kind of Tiger. You're not Jordan Spieth. You're not Dustin Johnson. I don't remember who else was playing well at the time. But anyway, Patrick Reed was not considered to be one of the five best players in the world. So when he said he thought that he was, you know, not not everybody agreed with him, which is okay. Because the takeaway from that, and what my takeaway from this tournament from Patrick Reed is, it doesn't matter that anyone else 
thought that whether or not anyone else thought he was a top five player in the world, because most people didn't. The point is, and the important thing is, he, he believed he was a top five player in the world. Now, he said this a few years ago, so obviously it took a few years for that to manifest itself into a major championship victory, you know, which is, as a professional golfer, that's the holy grail of your career. That's what you want. You want to win as many majors as possible. That's going to be what you're celebrating for. But all this time, while no one else, well, maybe not no one else, but very few people felt that he was a top five player in the world, Patrick Reed himself believed that he was a top five player in the world. So what's the point of me saying that and repeating that a thousand times like I do with everything, every point I'm trying to get across? I know I repeat myself, I know. But what's my point? The point is he believed it, and that's the most important thing. I mean, if you don't believe it, then who else will? If you don't believe you belong... If you don't believe you have the skill set, if you don't believe you're capable of making it to the top, then then what does it matter? You're not going to get there if you don't believe it yourself. Now, it may take a little while for that to manifest itself, but the point is you have you have to believe it. Now, how you get to that self-belief is is a different story. Or it can be a different story for, for everybody else. I don't mean a different story like, oh, that's a different story. I mean, there are different ways of getting there. It might be you just have that self-belief from the get-go and you grind and you, you put in the work, you put in the hours to... Uh, to make it happen. Now it might be you have a coach or a mentor or a parent who drills that into you. They believe in you so much that you start to believe in yourself. However you get there, it really doesn't matter. But you have to get to that point. You have to believe, first and foremost, that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. You have to have that self-belief. One of my favorite stories uh, to link this to another sports reference, of course, is, and I may have said this before on a previous episode, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, but when Tom Brady was, I believe, a rookie with the Patriots, so before he had the magnificent, spectacular, whatever you want to call it, career that he has amassed over the past couple decades. Before that, he was the fourth quarterback on the Patriots roster. And now, 
most teams don't carry four quarterbacks. So they were probably going to cut somebody. And obviously it thinks it's stupid to look back now and like, oh, right, they were going to cut him. But at the time, it wasn't a done deal. And he went up after practice one day in training camp to Robert Kraft, the owner, and said, went up to introduce himself. And he said, hello, Mr. Kraft. My name's Tom Brady, and I am the best decision this organization has ever made. Which, for the fourth quarterback on the roster, is kind of a bold statement. Now, obviously, he turned out to be right. But the point there is, he believed it. And then went on to manifest that self through his work, through his actions, through everything else on the field. But when he said that to Robert Kraft, he meant it. When Patrick Reed said, I believe I'm a top five player in the world, he meant it. So however, however you manage to cultivate that self-belief... You, you, have to, you have to cultivate it somehow. You have to believe that you can do it. Because if you don't think... If you don't think you can... If you don't believe you can do it, then no one else will. And then if you don't believe you can get to where you want to be, then when the shit hits the fan and the going gets tough you're probably going to break under that pressure because you'll just say to yourself, oh, well, I didn't believe I could do it anyway, so I may as well just quit. But if you believe you can do it, well, then you know that you can keep going. You know you can do it. So even though it isn't working out right now, you know that if you keep at it, this whatever it is that you want will come to be. If you keep working at it, if you believe that strongly, have that clear of a vision that you can do it, I mean, you're golden. You'll get there eventually. I promise. You have to have that self-belief in order to make all your dreams, whatever it is, that life that you want for yourself, you want, if you want that to come true, you have to believe that you're going to get there. Because if no one believes it, or if you don't believe it, then who else will? So, cultivate that self-belief. Convince yourself. Convince yourself that you're one of the best in the world at what you do, and then work, work to make that happen. Convince yourself that you can make it happen. Cultivate that self-belief. So that's the first takeaway. Second takeaway is from Jordan Spieth, past champion. And what we can take away from Jordan Spieth's round is where he started and how he finished. So... 
Spieth started the day nine shots behind Patrick Reed, who was the leader, going into the final round. Nine shots behind. He was at five under par. Now, that's a not an unsubstantial number there, <clears throat> especially with the quality of golf that Patrick Reed was playing. Nine nine strokes is a that's a that's a large sum. And now a lot of people might have, I don't know, but a lot of people see that number and they're like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll go out and play and I'm nine strokes back. I don't have a chance to win. But that is not what Jordan Spieth decided to do. He decided that even though he was nine strokes out, he was still in the game. He was still in the fight. And at one point climbed to within a shot of the lead. And had he not hit his drive so close to the trees that it clipped a tree and put him in terrible position for his second shot, he may have had a chance for birdie on 18 to tie it. He had a chance for par to remain uh, two strokes back, I think it was at the time, or one stroke back, missed it. But the point is, even though the, a certain a score might seem insurmountable, a goal might seem insurmountable, as long as you're alive and living and breathing playing, you're still in the fight. You're not out of the fight. You got a chance. So no matter how insurmountable something might seem, still go out and play. Still go out and give your best effort. Believe in yourself like we just talked about. Believe that you can pull it off. And you never know what might happen. Now you may still come up short. like Jordan Speed did today. He didn't win. But he gave it a hell of a run, which at the start of the day, most people probably didn't think that someone, even someone as, as great as Jordan Spieth, a past major champion, most people probably wouldn't have thought that some guy nine strokes back was going to be making noise on a Sunday. But it happens. Now, if he had just gone out and mailed it in, said, eh, you know, I'm nine strokes back, what am I going to do? Probably not going to win, so let's just go out there and play. Well, he wouldn't have made any noise. But luckily for viewers who like to see drama on Sunday at the Masters, he didn't do that. He competed hard, he fought, and... put himself in position gave himself a great chance to win a second green jacket. So, no matter how far behind you are, still believe you can win. 
Try to put up a fight. Try to make it interesting. You're way behind on your sales goal and you got two weeks left to meet it. Don't mail it in. Go out there and fight. See what you can get. You never know. Now, you might fall short, but you might meet your goal in that time. You might even exceed the goal that just a couple weeks prior you were ready to mail it in for saying I couldn't get it. But you went for it, said I'm never out of the fight, and you exceeded your goal. That's the kind of stuff that can happen when you one believe in your believe in yourself, believe in what you cap- in your capabilities, and two believe that you're always in it. As long as you are breathing, living, playing, working, that you have a shot. That you're in the fight. Now, as I said before, you might come up short. You might not reach the goal that that you're fighting for. But I can tell you one way you're definitely not going to reach it. And that's by mailing it in believing you're out of it because you're far behind. Then you definitely won't get it. But if you if you fight, if you believe in yourself, if you go after it, then you might just get it. You might even go far beyond where you thought you could go before. So, those are my two takeaways from the final round of the Masters Tournament. My personal favorite day of the sporting year. I love it. And it was great. And a couple of great lessons to be learned. So, just to recap real quick. First takeaway from Patrick Reed. Believing in yourself. Believing that you are at the top of your field and then going out and putting in the work to accomplish that. You know, he said a few years back that he was a top five player in the world. No one, no one believed him. Everybody thought it was crazy. But he believed it. And now look what happened. It's a champion. And then secondly, from Jordan Spieth. Nine strokes down, entering the final round. But put up a hell of a fight. Believed he was still in it, even though he had that large sum to overcome and gave himself a great chance to win the tournament. Even though he never held the lead, he fought, battled back, put together a spectacular round and put himself into contention when he didn't start. So, or he did not start in a position of contention. So, believe in yourself. Believe it, especially when other people don't believe it. And remember that you're never out of the fight, no matter how large a deficit or how far behind you think you are, you, you can catch up. You can always catch up. 
And even if you fall short, putting forth that effort to try to catch up and tie and win or meet your goal and exceed it is much better than mailing it in and thinking that, uh, you know, oh, I'm so far behind, I can't do anything. No, not the way it works. You can always do something. So remember, you're always in the fight. Go ahead and uh, give it what you got. Stay in the fight. You never know what you're, uh, what you might be able to accomplish. All right, that's what we got for this week. Two takeaways from the Masters. I'm already looking forward to next year. So, thank you, thank you again, as always, to everybody for listening. I really, really, I can't put it into words how much I appreciate it. It, it really means a lot. That I, I know this is a, the podcast world is a crowded space, and uh, anybody who takes time out of their day. To listen to me talk for however long the show might be, uh, I can't thank you enough. I really, really appreciate it. So, uh, if you'd like to connect, I am on the interwebs, as the kids like to say, uh, at read underscore Ebersole on Instagram, R E I D underscore E B. E-R-S-O-L-E on the gram and then I am at it is at Timeless P-D-C-S-T on Twitter. Two best places to reach and interact and yeah, that is all I got. Again, big ups, big thank you to everybody for listening. Now go out and put it into practice. Don't make me yell at you. Go out and put it into practice. Be your best self. Be timeless. All right. That is all I got. I know I've said that about four times, but this is really all I've got. I'll talk to everybody next time. Peace.